and I vote not to introduce. Welcome to the Crusader Talk Show. We're the faculty and staff of St. Joseph Academy, a traditional, Catholic, classical TK-12 school. On the show, we'll talk about some of the most important topics for society today. We'll chat about education, virtue, faith, morals, and spirituality. But we'll also talk about some lighter topics, too. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Crusader Podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful St. Joseph Academy. I'm Miss Ost, fourth grade teacher, and I'm joined by Mrs. Burton, Mr. Heinchel, Mr. Hudson, Mr. Murray Jr., Mr. Murray Sr., and we are in room 203 post parent teacher conferences, and we have a lot of places we could go with this episode today. And last episode, we had a discussion on language, and we mentioned a discussion that would be coming on technology. A lot of last episode we talked about was communicating thought through language uh, in the positive way, but also the negative way of the breakdown of thought can lead to the breakdown of language. And one area or avenue we wanted to pursue was the way in which technology can lead to a breakdown in language, uh, especially social media, which social media can be a promise to unite us socially. Uh, but at many times it can divide us. It could break down communication. Uh, it could lead to the breakdown of thought. And again, not just social media, but technology in general can be a tool. It's a tool that can be used for so much good. But mm-hmm. if it's a tool that uses us, it can, and if we don't have virtue and self-possession and self-mastery in the usage of technology, it can, can control us and lead us uh, in many uh, difficult and bad places. And so a lot of places we could go, I wanted to throw that out and see where we go with this. By technology, do you mean just the internets? Because <laughs> there's good, you know. Well, what's interesting is, you know, all of us are relatively around the same age and I, I mean, for me, a smartphone, let's see, I, I'm trying to think of when a smartphone first came out for me. I was in high school, mm-hmm. early yep. college years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we obviously had the internet, um, but it's not like we grew up with smartphones. Mm-mm, I don't think any of us all. grew up with smartphones. Uh, the cord phone in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah. a cordless. We had like a cordless. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then like the family cell phone that wasn't a smartphone. You know, it was like when you're out and about, you had the family phone. Oh, cool. When I was in like high school. Yeah. And that was... The Mm. first iPhone came out in 2007. Yep. Interesting. Mm. Wow. So despite the promise of of connecting people better, technology is actually um, hindering that connection. It's actually, in a sense, breaking people apart. Well, it I seems counterintuitive. Right, exactly. Right? That's like, the whole yeah. I have FaceTime, I have a cell phone, I have internet, easy access, always access. I could talk to anybody to I want. Anyway, I could talk to family member across the world. Strangers. Um, and there is a truth to that, right? There's, It's great, mm-hmm. um, that instant communication. But, but how does technology, smartphone, lead to a breakdown in communication? Just if we could ponder on that. I think Yikes. for... I don't know for men, for women, I think one of our main issues were very relationship based. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all are humans are relationship based. Call that an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to the issue. <laughs> um, especially, well, specifically with social media, I think there's a lot of comparison that 
is involved. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. women probably more so than men have issues with comparing ourselves in a negative light to others. And I think um, that already obviously occurred well before social media. It's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But social media took a magnifying glass mm-hmm. on a hot day and put it mm-hmm. right on top. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's not creating you know bonds between us it's creating resentment division, division and it's low not just, self-worth it's not, i mean it, i think you're right it does affect women more but i think it really just plays to every person's insecurity regardless of what that is if you're constantly seeing other people putting their best face forward on mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. like that's just human nature to have to to compare and it highlights like you're saying in magnifying glass your insecurities of whatever yes. you're thinking even in that particular day or whatever and there's it's like a constant, like, look at this. Yeah. And there's literally a, a score yes. underneath every single thing that you're doing. Likes, the comments. Likes, yep. There's a, and you can instant that it just, the comparison is so easy to make. It's mathematical. It's like their numbers are higher than mine. And you can be overtly brutal to people that in a way that you would never do in real life. Exactly. Um, it's like it's a, a security like blanket. You're, oh, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, because yeah. I'm behind the screen. I'm not it's depersonalizing. Entirely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like affecting communication, right. real communication between mm-hmm. people. Because if you can, if you feel like you can say anything you want behind a screen and then you spend all of your time behind a screen when you're face to face with a person who's looking at you with their eyes and who's standing in front of you and giving you, you're communicating with body language and they're communicating with body language. How can you even communicate? There's so it's like it's sensory overload compared to what you're constantly seeing. Yeah. So like like a different perspective. If you're having a conversation in person with somebody and you say something hurtful, you will see on their face, Mm -hmm they were hurt by that or it was obviously a horrible thing to say and I'm a bad for person for saying it. But once I hit enter or send on the computer or on my phone, it's just over and there's no relational mm-hmm. consequence for that at all. And so I'm free to say anything and mm-hmm. anything at all that I want. And within that freedom comes a sort of slavery that where we lose this ability to control ourselves because we're not yeah. practicing any sort of control yeah. instead we're just letting loose and and that's a slippery slope if you can't if you're not time. practicing self-control with with how you're communicating online then that's a slippery slope you know then yeah here's my de- can tough. i do a devil's advocate real quick yeah sure okay so the, the yeah big negatives that we've just gone into on the other hand this is going to sound really kooky Go uh-huh. for it. Devil's advocate. I don't know if my husband <laughs> and I would be married without social media mm. because yeah. his first line of our first line of communication was me friending him on Facebook and then him mm-hmm. messaging me on Facebook. And you're like, you mm-hmm. could do all the what ifs. What would that have happened without Facebook? Who's to say? And That's then on top point. of that, there's probably, you know, thousands and thousands of couples now. Good, cu- good Catholic yeah. couples that met online dating. Mm-hmm. Right. It, what is that? Can I give you sort of the said contra there? Yes. So a good consequence basically means nothing for whether or not the what happened was good or bad. So like uh, if you have a child born from fornication or adultery, like the child is preeminently good. Right. 
but that really means nothing about fornication or adultery. (laughs) And so what I'm trying to do here is compare fornication and adultery to the internet. internet. (laughs) Obviously. No, it's not a direct analog, but you see what I'm saying. It's just that the the consequence doesn't necessarily mean Mm -hmm. that the action itself is good. Which means that you think that social media is an absolute evil as is fornication. Oh boy. No, but not far (laughs) from it either. Um, Mm. I, I don't, I don't think there's many. We have a St. Joseph Facebook page. Like, no, well. So (laughs) I I don't think that uh, that social media, the internet, et cetera, is intrinsically evil in the way fornication and adultery are. Okay. Um, But what I do think is that the vast majority of the use of this tool that we have created called the internet uh, is more evil than good. Um, I think the vast, vast majority is more evil than good. And so like I've heard statistics that like I have no idea if this is anywhere close to reality or if it's just something somebody made up, but it seems plausible to me. And it's that uh, I've heard that like one sixth of the Internet is really, really terrible imagery. Yeah, probably. And um, even measure a fraction of the Internet. I have no clue. It's probably not even true, but it seems plausible to me. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, well, and it's the act itself. I mean, the, the internet's not bad, but it, it's being used for really, really bad things, just like fornication and adultery. Like the 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 act around it, and from the start, isn't you know, it's not an intrinsically bad thing to. Well, what? yeah. So, like, <laughs> what I'm trying to so no, like no, the no. marital act what itself is, is, marital is act intrinsically is good, okay, 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 but okay. you can use it for really, really evil things. Mm-hmm. Just like the internet exactly. is not an evil thing, but you can use it for extremely evil things. Yeah. You ever hear the phrase "the the corruption of the best is the worst"? Yeah. Now, would you apply that saying to technology? What would you apply that to? Like, what's a sure thing that you would apply that? Same like, to? insofar as technology excels in our ability yeah. to kind of manipulate nature and and take control over these different aspects of our lives. Mm -hmm. That's a great good. And then the distortion of that is an even greater evil. Is that kind of like what you're saying? What I mean by that phrase is think of, uh, think of celebrities. Um, Celebrities have the reason they have such a high following people are enamored by them is they have some great good, right? Maybe it's athletic ability. Maybe it's um, a, a physical appearance. Maybe it's acting ability, and they have such great goods and they have such a strong following. And if they go sour, if they lead so many people astray because they have something that's so good and it's become tainted or distorted, um, or has become evil, it brings so many people with them. And so I mean, is with the internet is there's so many great things it can do for humanity and it could be such a great good, but at the same time, it's like, it's this tool that because it's so good and it has so much power, if wielded in the wrong way, it could do so much damage. Mm. I'm thinking theologically like Satan, for example, the highest angels. Mm. In his nature being corrupted because it is so good and then it becomes corrupted, it does so much more damage than if it's more mediocre. That's, yeah. that's So in, the, in this world that we live in, is it how can we navigate those waters i don't think it's realistic to especially for for parents or people who have i think who have children or loved ones who are right in the thick of it where they're having this pressure of like 
yeah, but I want my kids to be popular and involved. I don't want, I don't want people to be having, you know, you think about they're constantly talking, not even just social media, but texting or whatever. Like if all of my kids, friends are in constant communication, my kids out, how can I tell them this is better for you? You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that struggle, you can't, it is easy to say, just take it away or whatever. But like, then you see this connection or this pseudo connection being formed amongst all of their peers and your right inside left jokes out. like that's cool. yeah like that's the that's a nightmare for parents so like how can they navigate that i think there's a couple of different important principles that might get somewhere close to the solution to that and one of them is kind of so just my own personal experience when i was a kid uh third fourth grade or so uh, all of my friends were watching rated R movies. Mm. Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I really wanted to watch these movies with them because they'd come to school and they'd talk about like this movie yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And You're like, yeah, it was. They were also Remember that one part like, yeah, that was, And, and like, you're like yeah 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 You're what? like yeah yeah And they're like there weren't balloons You're lying <laughs> <laughs> And you're my parents just didn't let me do it And I became a bit less popular And mm-hmm. Who cares Like in the moment I was super angry with my parents But yeah. mm-hmm. in the long at run, the end of the day who Yeah who cares Yeah, And I don't know I I've always been kind of the, I've always, I've never really liked the philosophy of where, you know, I need to make my kids feel good or I need to be my kid's best friend. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of thought of the parent as like the valid authority who needs to rightfully exercise authority Mm -hmm. until they can, until their children learn to exercise authority over themselves rightly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the job of a parent. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it seems like, taking away the smartphone, taking away the video games or whatever is the plague in the household, mm. even though it's going to make your kids super angry and, and their relationship with you, maybe. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to feel terrible and they might even say something like I might've said to my parents, like, I hate you. <gasps> mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not good for them. And but, I think as parents, we have to dad, focus on that. But dad, why you took, you, sorry, <laughs> devil's advocate, weird child, yep. middle schooler here or something. Dad, you, you know, you won't let me have my phone. You took it away, you know, whatever. And my friends, like they're all, they're all having, they're going and hanging out. They went to the movies without me. I didn't even know about it. And you're on your phone all the time. Mm-hmm. I see you on your phone all the time. Like, yeah, why is my phone that's, bad, but so your phone's good? I mentioned that I have two things, and the second <laughs> is the there virtue is. of temperance. Yep. He gets yeah. it. So, Ooh, well, yeah, we, we can't be hypocrites on this Definitely. kind of thing. And I'm on my phone way, way, way too much. Yep. Um, yeah, we all are. Well, and that's <sighs> 2020. <laughs> Hashtag 2020. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that's a struggle, I, I think, don't for parents. I don't know if we want to segue at all, but there is a... Can we just acknowledge how much we're on our phones? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> look at the look at the screen time thing. No, the, yeah, on your phone. Just look <laughs> oh, at oh, is how, that an iPhone? How thing? many hours yeah. a day you spend on your phone looking at the screen? Ooh, it's it's really sobering. How You're many? Like, t- how many for what? you? I don't have that. Uh, on my phone. I, I I don't know. Last time I checked it, it was like two hours. Just of of actual screen time of literally being on the phone on or in and, my and defense, it breaks it down and on the different apps that are running, but. But still, I mean, two hours of your day, yeah. think about what you can and do in two your, hours. Yours is probably a lot lower than that's, most. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, think I, so. I, I bet it's probably like 
eight or nine. It's a lot lower <laughs> than mine. I'm too embarrassed to say what mine is. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> We're not going to call you out. And, and sometimes it goes up, right? It go, or it goes down. It'll be like, oh, you spent 45% more screen time than last week. And you're like, That's interesting oh. that they do that. And it, I think it's a really good um, thing that they, that they put into the iPhone yeah. because it actually can make people more yeah. aware of what they're doing and what, how much time they're spending um, on their phone. But at the same time, it doesn't, it probably doesn't stop too many people. So the catechism has right. a phrase. Um, it's when the catechism is talking about the sixth commandment and it says, the alternative is clear. Either a man will uh, practice self mastery and he will take control of himself or he will become a slave to himself mm-hmm. and he will then become unhappy. And that's a terrible mm-hmm. paraphrase, conquered, but it's something conquered like that. by his passions. And, and yeah. the exactly. know, yeah, and experience peace. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so mm-hmm. the, the whole thing here is not like you need to take your phone, the, your kid's phone away because the internet's evil. It's more like you need to take your, the phone away from your kid because they can't handle it. They don't have the yeah. they don't have degree the of self-control yeah. that's necessary mm-hmm. to be able to use it rightly. Because not very many people do, period. I mean, like, but especially when you're I think that's developmentally exactly right. not ready for something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the worst time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get, uh, you know, 100% easy peasy when you're an adult. You no. don't have total right. self-control over the time you spend on your phone or what you look at on your phone. But especially when you're not an adult that's been formed in virtue right. and temperance, it's the worst time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah and I just want to say I'm grateful. I don't have kids who are teenagers yet. Oof. Who knows by the time my kids oh, are man. teenagers, They'll be how fo- much they will be phones. <laughs> <laughs> They'll <laughs> but, be turned but, into yeah, technology. But, but in saying that, I just want to <laughs> acknowledge like the, it's, it's a very difficult, the, the problems you, you're, you two are playing devil's advocate. It's a very difficult position to be in i can't even imagine yeah. as a parent what yeah mm-hmm. what our I, what our, like our parents have to deal with and what they're because would you like let's just wanting i i, I, I want to go here with with technology is like do do you think most parents understand how easy access the, their kids have to pornography like no. like you you would say most are naive or like like do we do we understand how easy it is to be exposed to this stuff? Like it's a click away. It's it, like how out yeah. there it is I, once you have a smartphone. I think yeah. they understand, but I also think that they're like, oh, my kid wouldn't would never, do that. Would never. And, right. it, and that's, It's not know, even your kid's fault naive, most of the time. It just it's comes not, up. Exactly. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not their fault. It's just so prevalent everywhere. If they have social media, it's, and it's, it, I mean, it's not blatantly on no. social media, but you there, there's ways that, you find it, it is blatantly People, on social media. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what well, you would get in a magazine part, like exactly. twenty years ago this is yeah. true. all over TikTok. This like, is true. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, and if you're listening, like, that's all scary. the TikTok, TikTok videos are just like yeah. naked girls, not fully naked, it's, but you know, super scary. inappropriate. Right. Like yeah. what naked the? enough. Yeah, yeah, too naked. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. And like the amount of addiction your cell phone has, it's mm-hmm. like you would well, not give your kids cocaine. Right, but it's the same. Here's what I parents. It's the same. I've been thinking about this whole time. I mean the phone is is manufactured to um set off endorphins yeah in your brain right mm-hmm. so so the iphone the iMessage is blue right that that sets off the the blue versus the green mm-hmm. the blue is more they, oh, they did green. a study and on people's brains and they said that the blue is more 
um, pleasing. pleasing to the eye than the green. So when people see the green, they're like, Ooh, more. I don't, Ooh, they, <laughs> they don't want to see that. Right? right. So, um, and, and it gets people to want the iPhone more because of the iMessage. That's um, interesting. I and never heard even that. the, even the clicks of the keyboard, right. That, that in releases in, endorphins. Yep. Every, the, the ding it's, it's, um, yeah. AirPods. Well, cause we're AirPods, associating it with our deepest human desire to be loved. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly and, and right. And validated exactly. like everything. Like, yeah. oh yeah, and I like that. I like you. Yeah. And I that's like all. You. So you're like, this screen is telling me that people like, like me. me. I exactly. want to be on it all of the time. Exactly. The notifications. It's and like a, that's a, a reward. I'm telling okay. you. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, a no. reward. So you're right. Every time you get a like, every time you get something, they manufactured it to give you a reward so that your brain tells you, oh, this and makes me feel good. And also connecting with what you said, Joseph, and, and to parents, like, don't be fooled by your children's, like, search history. Like, I've, I don't know who, I can't remember which teacher I was talking to about. You can hover over videos and not have it be part of your history of, of what you're looking at on your browser. Like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of hacks that people can do that you may not even realize of of watching inappropriate things without having a trail. Yeah, there's dozens of ways to get, ri- get rid of the trail. To, um, yeah, yep. just go incognito. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even on like, I mean, any computers, e- even connected with a with a school account or whatever, like you have, there are many. Kids are savvy. That's all I'm gonna say, and I'm not trying to like you know throw all of our students under the bus. I'm just saying. Well, no, it's it's not so much about like our students no, or I, these kids or those kids. It's kids. It's it's <laughs> no, it's human nature. Yeah, it's human nature to gravitate toward things that are good, and the human body is a great, great good. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens in pornography and in quasi pornographic material is that our bodies are lured toward this good outside of its proper context, mm-hmm. and. If we, if we haven't built up temperance, if we haven't already established ourselves as a temperate individual, as a virtuous person, then we won't be free to resist that yeah. good outside of its proper context. And then the more we fail to resist that good outside of its proper context, the weaker and weaker we become. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, the person who's an addict to pornography will tend to get more uh, extreme in their sexual sins. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's psychologically verifiable. It's spiritually extremely true. It, it's the type of thing that um, should be completely uncontroversial. And yet so many parents just don't want to hear it because they don't want to think that little Johnny is... You know. and, I, and I wasn't trying to, you know, say like our kids versus other. I was just yeah, sure. trying to say in general that like I think a lot of the the mentality is my well, my kids would never do this, or you know, I monitor their activity, I I check, and I just I know that that's a good thing, but I think it's a little more complex than that of just right. being like, yeah, I can see, I have this program, and I can see wherever they watch, and I'm like, I just I believe it, but. I just think but they should dig a little deeper. It's not, I don't know. You don't have to search anything. You go on That's Instagram what I mean. yeah. and you go to the search box and it shows you a bunch of accounts that you might want. And, maybe and half of them are is ladies with it or something, scantily you know? clad. Yeah. yeah. It, nobody even needs to be connected to it. It's just like. It's true. It's just popping out there and it wouldn't show up as something inappropriate if you're looking through your kid's history. It's just instagram right. Right. so would you guys would you say there is then an art for a parent like to, an art to gradually um lead their child 
to phone use to social media use? Is it at a certain age you get the phone with the social media? Is it here's the phone with the social media, but here's the parameters around it. And then as you know, cause it's an art to cultivate virtue in someone mm-hmm. and virtue has to be freely chosen. Um, it has to be, uh, it can't be just something that's forced that that's told from someone. And so eventually, um, kids are not going to be under their parents' watch. Eventually they're going to be out of the house. And if virtue never is taken on the inside, once you take away, uh, the external parent, if the virtue is never on the inside, then it's never there. And so you could have heavy, heavy restrictions, but if virtue is never there on the inside, then once you take away the punishments or the rewards or the authority figure, then what's really the character is going to come out. And so I guess what I'm asking is like, how do you gradually, because we all agree, like, is there a way to not have a, have a, a, a smartphone these days? I mean, you can right. get the quote unquote dumb phone, but I think most of us would, all of us have a smartphone. Yeah. Yep. I think most of us would make the case, yes, have a smartphone, but use it well or use it excellently. Yeah. Because it's a good tool. There's a lot of really great things you can do with it, you know? So it's right. not like, it's not like, oh, just don't have a smartphone. I don't think that's the answer. So you wouldn't throw away the baby with the bathwater. I don't think I would. Because yeah. that's and not going to help. Because one at this day point they're going to get their own phone, it's, it's, and they're going to be. Like, I, I will say when I, you know, when I joined the friary in New York, that it was only six months. But to have to completely detach from a smartphone, to completely detach from internet, and to live this well-ordered life of prayer and study and service and fraternity. And I'll tell you what, one of the most amazing things about that experience was sitting around a dinner table with fifteen of the friars and. We would talk for hours face to face. No cell phones. And the amount of like living a well-ordered life, like just um, putting first things first, a praying and um, working and studying and exercising. But even just the social dimension of looking people face to face, eye to eye, not having an escape route with the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I tell you, it was the best some of the best six months yeah. of my life. Which is what you kind of, we said at the beginning, like communication, like yeah. you were actually communicating with these people and you were, you felt connected with them in opposed, a, as opposed to in a this deep fake way. connection yeah. right. that's like at connection. your fingertips. Yeah. And so that's a beautiful thing. It, and I guess what I'm getting at get. is like, that's <laughs> almost like ideal, like, but we don't, yeah. you know, unless you're joining a community like that, or <laughs> at Christendom College, they don't have a Wi-Fi in the dorms. I don't know if that's still true. And at the time, oh. I was really upset about it. But now looking back, we would have to go to the common area. And mm. you didn't know who was You just like showed up and there's couches to study and you're just hanging out. I and no like one that. could use that's smartphone. Cool. No one had. I, don't, I didn't have a smartphone. I we were a little bit behind the times at Christendom. <laughs> <laughs> Barely anybody had a smartphone. So you just had, around. When and you had just, the internet, you were like in public in front of people. Right. You were in so the library. You were of. in the gym. Um, but mm-hmm. so when you're on the couches, you had your phone, but it was just for texting. If someone was yeah, texting you, so you can't there. have an escape. So it was just a lot of communication. And that was so fun. Yeah. It was amazing. And so, maybe that's something a parent could do is, is almost like you can't, you know, you, you can't use your device unless you're with, you know, in, in the com in the common areas of the home or something. I don't know. I'm, you were just thinking of like, how do you just gradually like get to that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it, because then if you're, if they're used to using the internet and their device in, you know, next to mom or across a table from dad, when they g- go on their own, maybe that's a little part of their subconscious is like that feeling of like, well, I'm not, 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think you do need to cultivate a healthy sense of detachment, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how that's formed for anyone, but, you know, the gradual process, and maybe we don't need to get there today, but just yeah. this idea of you need to be able to part from this devi- device. Yep. And just to think about the breakdown of, of your life, the how it breaks down the order of your life, like think of you go to a restaurant and you see families and everyone's on their screen and no one's communicating face-to-face and the tragedy of that. Um, and I, I guess what, what I, one, one big thing is like we use our phones to, um, we use it as an escape, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have many, uh, we have many escapes we, we go to when we're stressed or when we're sad or when we're lonely or whatever it may be, but we could just pull out our phone because we're, we're bored or we're awkward or we're stressed and we use it as escape, uh, this escape. And so is there a way where we could, form this detachment of maybe it's this time you literally turn your phone off yep. and you put it in the other room and you could show like, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm detached from it. Like I don't need this phone and yes, I'll use it, but it doesn't use me and I don't need it. And whether if you, don't, you believe in that or not, you're like, I'm going to do it. Like just, you're just, just put just it in it. a drawer somewhere, right. whether you feel comfortable about it or not. And then over time it becomes comfortable, right? It becomes part of your right. routine. You develop you the habit. It. Yeah. You it's a, it's it. a habit, right? It's, Virtue is the habit yeah, like of doing even, good. Even just like no phones at the, at the dinner table. Yeah. Right? Like when you're at dinner with your family at your house, no phones at the dinner table. Just put them all on the counter or something. Yeah. Or just like, just little things like don't bring your phone into mass. Don't bring your phone into the bedroom at night. At nighttime. Yeah. I just. Oh, but you know, I need it for my alarm. Well, then buy an alarm clock. That's right. Was, <laughs> yeah. That's what I <laughs> that's did. That's my excuse. I had a problem that's my that excuse night. for bringing mine. Because <laughs> once you start on your phone in bed, there's like, it's, you don't. It doesn't end. So I yeah. had to buy an alarm and clock. And it keeps you and awake. And plug right? it in outside. Eye, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then I. Is that what you do? You don't bring it in? Nope. Nice. Good for you. Because I can't that's fall asleep. And then it makes you that. read your book and then you get sleepy and you sleep better. So, I mean, if we had to come up with a step-by-step process. I think that the goal of the step-by-step process would be to kind of cultivate in your child the virtue of temperance. Mm-hmm. And then once the child is temperate and uh, mature, then they would be certainly ready to... Once they're temperate, mature, and well-formed in the moral life, mm-hmm. moral teachings of the church, um, then they would, I think, be ready to have access to this dangerous but also beautiful technology that humankind has created because they've experienced the other side of things where they're like yeah i mean you know you, the comparison I d- I don't, between the two yeah so they have this firm disposition of number one i don't need it mm-hmm. yes and yes. number two i can use it for good and i can resist the evil they need to see both of those things i don't but really need that isn't it yeah. also a separate question then being able to use the phone well and then being able to access social media and use that well can that be done well i think it could be a but gradual thing i think so I, i'm not entirely convinced that social media is an intrinsic evil no but as far as the a lot of the issues you've addressed certainly spending extra time on social media is a problem but also with so- social media that need to have that approval that uh, approval seeking the that people are responding or liking your pictures or posts and the opposite as well the need to approve and comment on everybody else and to affirm them or to say something about what they have done and how do you regulate that separate from using the phone it seems to be a different issue altogether i'm not sure why unless it would be simply because it's 
more of a social interaction instead of an interaction with technology. Is that what you mean? I think it may be something like that insofar as you start using this tool uh, as infrequently as you are using it, but you are using it to do these kinds of things such that, as you see nowadays, everyone seems to think they have a right to comment on everything, to ha say something or have share an their opinion, opinion. on anything and everything. Exactly. And so how do you address that aspect, which is more than simply using the phone? Mm. I'm trying to think of ways I use my phone. That's <laughs> not something. <laughs> well, like GPS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like I'm terrible with directions. Wikipedia. I'm like, I need my ways. I need ways. Yeah. I need uh, I, I have a good it. stargazing app that I really like. Nice. Ooh, I, I have that's one of those really too. Cool. <laughs> like that stuff's cool, yeah. you know? You're like, podcast yeah. listening, app pod, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, Cecilia. I mean, that's... Yeah, cool. and I do I do think the one, one thing to really consider is, and I don't think this is a problem we're going to solve in a 30-minute podcast, right? But this, I, I, I think we make many episodes on this topic because there's so many places sure. you can go. It's prevalent. Um, but I think the to reflect on what a well-ordered life is mm. and when you understand what a well-ordered ordered life is and you understand the good that you are seeking, you can put the social media or the leisure on the phone in its proper place and, and regulate it as mm -hmm. such. Um, but when you're doing the necessary things that you're supposed to do in your duty and um, you, when you're cultivating a well-ordered life, it, it actually leads to the happiness and the fulfillment you're seeking. And I think we just, we use cell phones to medicate mm -hmm. so many things, so many pathologies within ourselves. Whereas if we can disconnect and sit in silence, we can understand what those pathologies are and seek, um, seek healing from them. Mm -hmm. But, but cell phones could be just such a big distraction, such a big medication that we use and we use this to numb ourselves, to distract, distract ourselves. But when you're pursuing like a well-ordered life, I think when you put that in its place, then, then it could lead to a certain discipline that you can have with the internet, with your phone. I agree. So I should probably well, leave it there for yeah. a future conversation. That's a good conversation. All right. Um, Anyone want to say anything else? Bye, end? guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah, this don't, is the don't bring your phone in your room. You end up just laying in bed with the light on because you don't feel like reading yet. Scroll. And then you just stare and you're like, wow, so many thoughts. <laughs> it's silence that you don't have the opportunity to think about yeah oh my gosh. Silence is it's cool addicting i kind of sit there for a while these days just like which i would love to discuss in a future episode cultivation of wonder and Ooh. how social media can distract us from wonder <laughs> the most important Ooh. things that things we should be <laughs> mm -hmm. thinking about the things we should be grappling with the mm -hmm. things we should be seeking after and it seems like social media creates this pseudo reality, which disconnects us from reality. And yeah, yeah mm. so I, I that's a good time. I'm looking forward. There's a lot. It's an important conversation. We're just we're just getting and started. And thank here. you to all the parents that came for parent teacher conferences because mm -hmm. you were able to Woo. communicate with us without phones. Yay! Yeah. Woo <laughs> yeah. Good conversation. <laughs> oh, I wonder, 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 who, wonder, who, 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 who wrote the book above? above? <laughs> <laughs> we went different directions there. That's okay. <laughs>